Listen to Reverend Samuel Drew, Senior Pastor of Grace and Truth Tabernacle International, Ghana in West Africa. He comes your way with this podcast. Reverend Samuel Drew is the founder of Revival Africa and Beyond, a non-denominational mission movement. He's also the convener of international conference called Zizendorf Missions Conference, which gathers people, church workers, and church ministers from around the world for a reviving experience for God's mission. Now, Reverend Samuel Drew. I think our emotions are so much into the place that belong only to the authority of God's word. We are going too far into places that we are not invited. Today I read about two people. They got married. They went to do the work of God. Before they were 30. With their first child, three months old, they were slaughtered in the streets of China in those days. Just as they had called in a car to come and pick them because a revolution was going on and they wanted to escape. These were foreigners. Before the car could come and pick them, the soldiers had come. They took the man, put his hand in handcuffs, and carried him away. The wife was praying and hoping that he would be safe and then probably the car would come, they may go live. Very soon they came for the wife as well. And they carried the three-month-old baby. A doctor who knew the, the couple, I don't know whether probably he helped to deliver the child or whatever. When he saw them being paraded in the street, she went on her knees begging that leave them alone or leave the child. They, they wouldn't budge. They stripped them naked only with the underwear before they knew what, you know, they, they had gone. That is how far people went with their faith. You are giving comments. If your agenda in the church is just to see many people, you don't understand Christianity. Jesus is strategically and tactically on an elimination process. Every plant that my father has not planted, he said, I will approve it. Even those who are bearing fruit, he said he prunes, he downsizes them so they can bear fruit. Everything I said last week is not independent of what I'm saying today. It's a continuation. We are building thereupon. Take note of everything. What you have to do to your own self, what you have to tell your wife, you have to tell your, 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 your friend, whatever. Make sure you are doing that. But it's how radical faith is. The test of faith is without iniquity. Faith will still be faith when there are no instruments. Faith will still be faith when there is not, this building is not here. Faith will still be faith when you don't have what you want to have. A man's life does not consist in the abundance of the things he possesses. Listen, faith will still be faith if you understand it or not. If he de- we deny him, he abides faithful, he said. Your opinions notwithstanding, 
faith will be faith forever because i am the lord i change not he is the giver of faith now as we look at second peter chapter one which 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 is is just a slice of the whole new testament the teaching of the apostles what we notice is that the resources for living the christian life are nothing material what do i mean in the absence of material things when i say material i'm, I'm not just talking about prosperity that is nobody but things we can see with our eyes in the absence of material things for instance like this building we should be able to live the christian life 100 percent in the absence of material things ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 Ephesians 1 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. It's not material. Spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. The resources for living the Christian life, they are nothing material. Here we are, face to face with the word of God. He said, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings. You see why your argument that I don't have this, therefore I can't serve God, that's not hold water. Because without them, you can. You are furnished enough. To serve the living God. Sometimes our testimonies are outside of the blessings of the Lord. And then we paint the picture that it is now that we are serving God. What God said we need to serve him, it does not work. Now that we have got material things, this is somebody should help us get, get, get God's attention that we are now serving him. Romans chapter 14 verse 17. Romans 14 17. For the kingdom of God is not immaterial things. That's the meaning of meat and drink. But righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now the definition of material things taking a lot of things because the basic meaning of something when we say it's material it means it is visible it is physical it's not the presence of let's say water 
handkerchief, a, a wristband, or those things that make us to serve God. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Whether they are worldly material things or religious material things. But righteousness, that is kingdom, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So when the music is ended, there is joy in the Holy Ghost. Which band was present in the in the in the in the in the in the prison with Paul and Silas? Which band? I mean, I think a lot about it. If you don't have current Christian worship music to listen to, what will you do? People did not have, but they scored one hundred percent in living the Christian life. What is our excuse? This is the secret revealed. The resources for living the Christian life are not. Are nothing material so you see we can have for instance we can have a, a, a Christian tape a CD we can have all these material things and yet we are miserable Christians because the resources are not just there that we came to church with our phones and uh, tablets or whatever we, we are making notes with doesn't mean that we are going to be useful, fruitful, dynamic, vibrant Christians. No. People listen to the gospel and they have nothing to write with. Christianity is not technology driven. It is spiritually driven. The best of technology in the world has still not come to the church yet. They are still in the world. It's still in their hands. So the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, We are still in Second Peter chapter 1. And from that basis, we are saying that the resources for living the equitable life are nothing material. Because there, you will see at your faith, knowledge. You will see add to knowledge, virtue. You will see add to virtue, temperance. They are not material. You want to be a joyful, fruitful, useful Christian. These are the things you should mind. Don't think when you get a next house, you are going to be useful and joyful. No. If you add one more house to the house you have, for instance, your lack of temperance, will make you a prisoner in that place. You don't live the Christian life because of material things. That is the point. Christ, our Lord himself, is not someone we see. 
he is non-material not immaterial it's like he is irrelevant no but he is non-material paul said the lord is the spirit the lord is the spirit the the happy fruitful useful christians are those who are in tune spiritually with the lord who is that spirit and what is spirituality it is what we are reading in second peter chapter it's not being weird and awkward it is the adding to your faith that is spirituality it's a neat enterprise it does not make us strange people it makes us the best of people first peter chapter 1 verse 8 first peter 1 8 whom have we not seen you see that it is not material how many people want to live their christian life from things they can see so they wake up in the morning it is something to see something to touch something to use i don't know people who have a certain something they rub on their face every time before they go out and the and the scripture is showing us that is not the resource for living the christian life whom having not seen you love it's possible to love something you have not seen if you are married and you travel it does not end loving your wife in fact you love your wife the more you you miss her whom having not seen you love in whom don't now you see him not he repeats he is referring to a spiritual resource the greatest of them all which is christ jesus yet believing yet believing yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory look at what has happened as a result of something which is not material there is joy unspeakable and full of glory coming out of something that you can see and yet something you can see because it is not the way of living the christian life you will never get joy look at the rich young ruler who came to jesus what happened when jesus tested him to go and sell all that he had the bible says he went away sorrowful he didn't go like this with joy unspeakable and full of glory but the ethiopian enoch when he gave his life to christ and was baptized the bible says he went on his way rejoice don't think you are not joyful because you don't have a carpet in your house you don't have a tv screen you don't have this you don't have that you don't even have a wife or a husband don't think that way god can give it to you and you still arrive at misery He gave them the desires of their heart but send leanness into their soul why because the resources for living the christian life are nothing material if i get this and i get this and i get that i can overcome the devil no the devil is overcome that way 
the holy spirit himself is not something material how we wish he was we wish he was fire every time like we can see our fire on our gas stoves and things like that so that you can send some fire to some people you don't like and things like that you can roast people in your house if you choose to but no yet he is active and dynamic faith itself the, the act of believing believing the gospel truth is not a material substance faith itself without faith it is impossible to please god he that cometh to god must believe that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek it it's not something material yet it is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him it is a discredit therefore to the christian faith to have more and more material things to show to explain how we live the christian life it's an error a christian's room should not be like a fetish priest room or a traditionalist room he has a pot you also have something neither should you have a house like a celebrity you know this is my house and this is my car therefore no second corinthians chapter 4 verse 18 second corinthians 4 18 while we look not at the things which are seen you don't see faith you don't see knowledge you don't see virtue and neither do you see temperance you don't see brotherly kindness all these things but this is the ring of resources for living the christian life without them you have signed for misery with them you have signed for joy without them you have signed for uselessness and fruitlessness with them you have signed for usefulness and fruitfulness god is not going to use you because you have stuck money in houses god is not going to use you because you have a barrel of oil at home it's these things so while we look not at the things which are seen christian faith must always insist on that our looking should be at the things which are not seen if we cancel that we have invited worldliness the last of the eyes the pride of life and the last of the flesh so we look not at things which are seen looking unto jesus which are not seen we look for a city whose builder and maker is god not seen while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen 
for the things which are seen are temporal that is how short that so-called joy and victory is temporal i have something no i, I pray with it's temporal i i i i hang it somewhere it's temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal amen The apostles did not teach nor suggest to the emerging church that they needed something material. They needed a mantle. They needed an oil. They needed a stone or a substance to be growing, vibrant, and fruitful Christians. There is nothing like that. What do you mean, say, even as for me, that's how God leads me. He leads me to pray over things for people. You have to streamline your prayer because our Lord and his apostles did not do that. You came too late to do such a thing. If the spirit of truth is leading you, he will lead you in the way of truth and it will not contradict, contradict the scriptures. So the apostles did not teach nor suggest to the church the need for material things. There is nothing like that. We must know that the early church did not even have what we call the Bible today. They did not have. When it came to the word of God, this is how the apostle calls it. The sword of the spirit. You see, everything is not seen. It's in the spirit. So you see, we have our Bibles, but we don't have the victories. Because it is the sword of the Spirit, not the Bible in your hands. Whatever version it is. That brings the victory. Oh, no wonder these people came to church. Because they needed that word of spirit and life from the apostles. They were in the church daily. This thing in your hands is nothing but just the letter. It is the spirit of God that gives life. So even the book we have is not a resource in itself, but the spirit of it. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. What shall we say about the whole armor of God? I mean, if you hear the whole armor of God, you should be expecting some material, tangible, heavy things. Because we are going to war. But of the whole armor of God, there is nothing material there. Think about it. Nothing. One may think this is where we need to pick up this and that. But nothing material to take. Not one. Ephesians chapter 6. Verse 10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The unseen in the Lord. The Lord, whom have been not seen yet you love. And in the power of his might not of something you are using put on the whole armor of god 
that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, or therefore, take unto the whole amount of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. For the Roman soldier, his understanding is immediately to get all those material things. The leather belt, the helmet of brass, and his, 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 his shoes, literally on. But no, stand there for you and me. Stand there for having your loins get about with truth. The non-material is what is working. The victories of our God with truth. Sanctify them by the word that word is truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness. You see that? If we don't teach people these things, it will not be long. People will sow things and bring it to church that we should buy them. Because we are going to war. Wake up at midnight and put them on. Oh, but if the sun makes you free, you are free indeed. And your feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace think about it there are serpents and scorpions on the floor this is all you have to put on the gospel of peace above all take the shield of faith not a shield made of iron wherewith you shall be able to quench not some all the fiery dust of the wicked there are some things in the bible we have to stop and look at them very well one of them is this one he said with this thing called the shield of faith you will quench all not some all arrows of discouragement arrows of doubt arrows of depression arrows of oppression arrows of whatever all of them you will quench then when you come to second peter chapter one he says if you do these things wherefore be diligent to make your calling and relationship if you do you will never fall Look at the declarations of Almighty God. If we are not there yet, we have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Where? This is our testimony. We quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. 24 hours in the day, 7 days in the week, all the days of the month, year, all year round, you quench all the fiery that's of the wicked why not because beyond christ god is doing nothing again it is finished and now he's teaching us how to live the life of grace that comes through our lord and savior jesus christ the contest for living the christian life is not material but spiritual This is one of them. Galatians chapter 5, 22. Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Love is more than a house. Love is what makes a home. 
A home is not made of bricks and mortar. The fruit of the spirit is joy, is peace, is long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, which we are looking at today. Against such, there is no law. That is the contest. And we must understand that. Brothers and sisters, we can be comfortably Christians in the context of spirituality whilst very distressed in the context of the material. We can be comfortably Christians in the context of the spiritual whilst very distressed in the context of the material for to be spiritually minded is to be comfortable it's not your bed which gives you comfort comfort is in these things that we read how many people cannot sleep on their bed you see sometimes we don't see the sense of the word of god until we see people from the other side talking or you yourself because of your folly now you begin to see the wisdom of god in what he tells you look at what the psalmist said he makes me to lie down in green pastures if these things we read in galatians chapter 5 they are in you you can sleep on anything and at anywhere you can follow Paul to the prison and you say how come you can sleep here like this morning our reading how about this morning or yesterday the man was held captive for two years how come he never complained How come he was not writing memo to the church? Go and see the district uh, commander in Rome. Go and see this one. Go and see that one to come and rescue me. How come? Then he was so calm, cool, and collected because he was leaping the contest of the spiritual. You can have a million men who bail you out of a million troubles only to find yourself miserable. But you can be staying there in the ticket of the pain and the anguish. But with your spiritual resources, you'll be sleeping all night. Who said we can't, we can't sleep in afflictions furnace? Who said we can't sleep in afflictions furnace? Stephen sang his sweetest chorus when he was being stoned. no revenge lord jesus into thy hands i commit my spirit and let not this sin be held against this people that's comfort that's comfort comfort in living and comfort in dying that's christianity 
And again, I say, what gave Paul and Silas the victory in the, in, the, in the prison? There's nothing material to explain their victory and release. It came from the invisible and the spiritual. Can you imagine that Paul is going to prison and is requesting for the church choir to follow him there? He tells them, I mean, the governor, that would be his end. Immediately, so, are you serious? You know, the way I'm going to be here, I request, and it's two years. How long? Two years. Please. I want this artist to be here, to be singing for me and all of that. No. They, they sang themselves. When there is nobody there, may you sing yourself. Praise God. Are you in this place? It is when the smallest of us live this way, we compel attention. People don't want you to jump from your panic stand to witness to them. They won't hear. They want you to jump from your witness stand. They can see something. When they are crying, then you are rejoicing. Now when you speak, they will listen. If you sit down to discuss all the problems in the world and how the future is uncertain and suddenly you wake up to talk to them and say you are bringing them to church they say what is the hope we are all the same but when you bring yourself out of that context of the material you are not looking at money you are not looking at this and that which are temporal but the things which are not seen then you can communicate hope unto people and they'll believe in your God. What gave David confidence in the valley of the shadow of death? What gave him confidence? It was nothing material but the presence of the Lord. Psalm 23, verse 4. Psalm 23, verse 4. Jade, though. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Listen, don't read your Bible in pieces and leave the rest. Read everything. If you read, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? That is no Christianity. That is not gospel. That is no testimony. And that is also to tell us that we don't live in denial. The apostles never taught anybody that if we are going to the valley of the shadow of death, don't say that. It's true. But that is not all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Paul listed all his problems. We have to face the reality of life. But with the victory of Christ. We should not live a lie and paint a picture of faith which can't talk like this. But only make sure that you talk all the way to the end, not some of the way. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. 
the non-material is present you are with me thy rod and thy staff they comfort me now unless you think that is a he's, he's talking about material things no the rod and staff are symbolic of the lord my shepherd it's it's not something material So I have a rod, I have a staff, I have this, I have that. No. Your room is not supposed to be a gallery of those things. Whilst the material may fail us, the spiritual will never fail us. I want you to see the importance of the things we've spoken about. The faith, the virtue, the knowledge that these are your winning cards don't wish for something else you know even sometimes the attitude is like can we stop these things let's invent something so we have people who can lead the church into some their own inventions of prayer so that it will seem material to us that this is what works let's clap our the more we clap our hands and jump and scream listen the way everybody prays i'm talking about proper prayer is just a start if somebody feels like kneeling down or somebody feels like uh, shouting that is your style everybody should not pray like that way yeah if if the way you, the way you speak your english to pray you say oh god and somebody say oh god and so what it's not those who say oh god that god is listening to God is not that cheap. It's not those who are saying certain things. You know, you pray in a certain way. You know, you have some charismatic way you pray. You can see that the way, even the way you talk is different from the way you pray. Immediately we say pray, then suddenly you go into another mode. It's just a style. It's a style. Don't, don't be carried away by those things. Second Peter chapter one verse ten. Second Peter one ten. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, he's talking to us. Give diligence to make your calling. An election show why because best three through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue now to prove that calling is all that we have to add to our faith which is the foundation christ the rock and the test of that is without iniquity now doing that we we make our election and uh, call an election sure for if ye do these things 
you may fall. You shall never fall. What is that? While the material may fail us, the spiritual will never fail us. You must understand that add to your faith, virtue, is spiritual. Knowledge is not something material, it's spiritual. To knowledge, temperance, to temperance, patience, to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. If these things be you and abound, you are not going to fail. You can fail with a thousand and thousands of whatever money, dresses, houses, you can fail. But if these ones be in you, you shall never fall. Even when they take the last thing from you, you stand. Even when they take your breath away, you stand. So ultimately, what weakens the Christian and threatens his faith are not the material things as what goes on within his soul or in the realm of a spirit. What weakens the Christian, each and every one of us, and threatens our faith they are not material things. You are not threatened because you don't have a place to stay. First Peter chapter 1. Now, Peter is the same person who wrote Second Peter. And it's a continuation. First Peter chapter 1. Paul Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, these people were conscious of the Lord Jesus Christ. May we be conscious of Jesus Christ. To the strangers scattered. So they were scattered. But their victory was guarded. You couldn't touch their victory. That they did not have a house. That didn't mean that they had lost the victory. Those brethren had faith. Those brethren had virtue. They had knowledge. They had temperance. And they were winners. This is what the devil is actually after. This is what saved Job from disaster. He lost everything. But he was spiritually in touch. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 11. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly from the non-material, from the spiritual, into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see. Jesus Christ again over there. He is our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Say it after me. Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. Our spiritual fortitude can sail us through anything safely to the eternal shores of heaven. That's what we just read. 
the spiritual can sail us and that's where we are headed towards the shores of heaven what the bible shows us is that what can harm us is the absence of the spiritual that is what can harm us not the absence of the material look at verse 8 second peter 1 8 for if these things be in you and abound they make you that you shall neither be barren that means without it you'll be barren not unfruitful in the knowledge of our lord jesus christ but he that lack these things is blind it's a setup to be harmed you are blind your enemy can get at you you don't see and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins amen he has forgotten i was listening to one of our messages old messages today and i heard me saying that somebody lived in the house but every time he was under an attack by the devil the devil walked through the beautiful house and get to him but as he was lying down suddenly he saw that jesus is my lord and savior then if he's my lord he's even lord over these walls of my house that was the end of the problem he is lord that is how you end some dreams you don't like don't call for any prayer meeting or whatever the bible never suggests that the absence of something material can harm us never never if i don't have this it damn harmed never what protected elijah was not a castle it was a wall of fire that which eyes could not see in fact the king of the land felt threatened even though he was secured in his in his palace it was this wanderer prophet that had a sense of safety when his 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 his, his servant said alas master what are we going to do then he prayed and said god open his eyes may the lord open your eyes to see that when these things be in you and abound you are beyond harm you'll be fruitful and useful and you will never fall i like that you will never fall is the holy spirit that made peter write it that tell the christians if these things are in the, they will never fall when the economy falls you stand yes when there is great whatever you stand anything can come and go you will still be standing you shall never fall if i do these things i will never fall but when we run out of spiritual resources we stand in jeopardy of a fall and of even a safe spiritual arrival at the eternal city that's that's that's, that's what is there because without these things an entrance will not be ministered unto us abundantly 
when these things are in you and you are, your, your score sheet of these things is they are high then you know that you are not on the waiting list to heaven admission shall be ministered unto you abundantly first list your name is inside on getting to heaven may none of us if there is anything called a waiting list may we never be on that list you have to go through great tribulation to go to heaven it is here now that after we have gone then you are facing the antichrist and you are coming for your own church services you have become the pastor of the apostate church the church that did not go we're encouraging them with what we left behind that is what paul means by verse 11 for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom no nothing shady about your entrance into the kingdom of god it is clear so that is the emphasis of the apostles even in the old testament somehow david knew that the weapons of our welfare are not canal what are the weapons of our welfare? you see don't again imagine certain material things other than what is in the word of god what are the weapons of our warfare the first mention of those things they are not canal second corinthians chapter 10. these are not canal things come to galatians chapter 5 they are not canal the fruit of the spirit come to second peter chapter 1 they are not canal the whole armor of god Ephesians chapter says they are not carnal they are not material brothers and sisters with or without what we don't have physically we can still sail triumphantly in life if you have a problem Of, let's say an addiction and you don't have temperance self-control it is not going for a vacation that will solve it because even there you see that the thing has not gone on vacation so David knew the weapons of fire are not canon. And if we don't know that we are behind in our spiritual lessons, David knew that long time ago. If you and I, we don't know that we are behind. So what do we do? Let's add to our faith knowledge, to knowledge virtue, and then temperance. Amen. What is temperance? It simply means self-control. Fitness for anything starts from self-control. 
Are you going to be a husband? A wife? A pastor? A leader? You must learn to control yourself. Are you a student and you want to be successful? The key is right here. Anything that went wrong with man is because he went out of control. Anything that went wrong with man is because he went out of control. Practical righteousness is not possible without self-control. Sometimes we get, we get out of our way to control everything, including the devil, but we are not controlling ourselves. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. And the devil will enjoy that trip that you have made to him to control him, even though you are not controlling yourself. You, he enjoys it. He will serve you things to keep you there whilst you are out of control. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 32. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. You see, something spiritual, something non-material is better than something material. The mighty here simply means in the mind of the writer here is somebody who is, he has everything. He's in control. You know, how many renowned leaders of our world trying to control millions of populations they have no self-control think about it so he said he that is slow to anger is better wisdom is talking in in the school of wisdom you are able to give the right measurement to things and that's what solomon is doing he said this one weighs more than this there is a servant in the city of the mighty because he has self-control he is mighty than the mighty and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city if you can rule your spirit you are mighty than russia trying to take another country that's what the bible is saying you rule your spirit listen your spirit is more than a city of rebels you need god's strength and grace to rule it see the word he's using a strong word he that rules is piece of control subjugation order government he that rules the spirit you know how much the spirit of a man can take that is the abode of god that is the abode of evil spirits the man with the legion they were residing in his spirit so when the bible says that you can rule your spirit that is distinction in life you have control over your own spirit but we say the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmities. I remember a man, a dear man of God, he has gone to be with the Lord. He was preaching somewhere and he had a dislocation of his knee and they took him somewhere. The first thing they wanted to do was to give him, you know, uh, all these uh, uh, painkillers, brought, you know, strangers and what have you. Say, take it. Say, I won't take it. Do whatever. Then he said he triggered confusion in the hospital 
they went to call the senior doctor surgeon whatever you know you have shadowed your knees we have to he said look i can take the pain what is your problem but he said you see that is what is wrong with you in the world you are a people you have no rule control you can't control anything it became a door for witnessing that he has triggered something that is wrong fundamentally wrong with the world why are people going in for drugs they can't rule their spirit why idolatry and adultery and all these evils they can control their spirit temperance what is self-control self-control is an army in itself and you are the commander it is with this army we fight against the horse of evil the horse of lust the horse of anger impatience it is with this army we defeat inordinate affections it is this it is with this army we confuse bitterness and neutralize this poison it is with this army we diffuse tensions when you activate self-control you have activated the whole army and you are the commander forget about god's generals you know i don't know where we got that word from but we celebrate certain people we venerate them these are god's general everybody is the god's general how are you a general the way you control yourself there are no god's kennels and god's sergeants and whatever everybody is a commander amen Without self-control, you waste your powers. But self-control, make good use of your energies. Your self-control puts Satan out of control. And you can have more than that. You put yourself under control, and then you can put Satan himself under control. What is self-control? What is temperance? It is mastery of self. First Corinthians chapter 9. Mastery of self. See, these are the teachings people receive. We call apostles doctrine. To save through life victoriously. These are the real power points of life. First Corinthians chapter 9 verse 25 and every man that strive for the mastery is temperate in all things now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown but we are incorruptible 27 but i keep under my body and bring it into subjection that's temperance lest that by any means when i have preached to others i myself shall be a castaway many people get disqualified at this point samson and david remind us of the importance of temperance samson's career as a judge in israel was terminated due to lack of temperance 
David had his record tainted as a king with intemperance. What is God telling us? Everything we do is either self under control or self out of control. There is no middle ground. Self under control or self out of control. Always mark yourself by these two things. In the next exams, you can't be either, you can't be wrong, correct, not correct, not there's nothing like that. You are either wrong or correct. So you are either self under control or self out of control. If there is a warning for great men and great potentials and all of us we have it god did not put anybody here for anything small if there is a warning for great men and great potential you should think yourself of that that you have a great potential if there is any warning it is beware of lack of temperance because it can ruin a whole destiny and raise down accomplishments On the other hand, we can get inspired by men like Joseph and Paul, who showed temperance even in very tempting and provocative situations. You know, some of us are good at overcoming temptations, but falling to provocations. You see? Temptation is directly to make you sin. Provocation may not be, but it is just disturbing you and unsettling you, and it is leading you to something. It's a stirring. You know, the Bible says, the Bible didn't say that Satan tempted David to count Israel. I mean, he just felt them to do it. And then the record says he was provoked. So he he he, he, he failed both his temptation and then the provocations. But may God help us not to fail any one of them. Amen. This is the thing about temperance. It's a personal decision. It's not a family trait or a natural gene. People are not constituted to be temperate. There's nothing like that. There is none within control. No, not one. All of us are outside control. All of us, like sheep, the Bible says, have gone astray. What is that? Out of control. So temperance now becomes a personal decision by the power of redemption. You, you have the choice. What redemption does for that? It gives us the power to choose. Outside redemption, you have no choice. God never spoke to the nations of the world in the time of Israel that I've said before you, death and life, choose. No, they were already dead. But for Israel, the chosen nations, I've said before you, death and life, choose. Choice is one of the abilities of the new creation. Therefore, he says, yield your members so you can choose when something goes wrong don't say the devil made me do it not in the new creation if you want to say that you have to stay in the world 
so that you can put the blame on the devil's head but in christ we have the power to choose you can choose to live a life of dominion you can choose to live a life of dignity you can choose to live a life of prosperity you can choose to be influential all of those things are choices you can choose that you not be a backbench christian you come forward you'll be on the front lines of action in the church of jesus christ people are not just promoted at their workplace they choose to they go for courses they work hard then they come forward you can do the same in the kingdom of god and that choice is made through all diligence you have to be diligent if there is anything that is going to test your all diligence it is temperance i mean knowledge it's not easy to acquire knowledge excellence it takes a lot but temperance it is diligence to the limits sometimes somebody is very excellent and knowledgeable but still defeated when it comes to temperance i believe the holy spirit want to give us help for temperance i believe come with me to first corinthians chapter 9 verse 27 first corinthians 9 27 but i keep under my body let's all say it i keep under my body one more time and bring it into subjection number one help the spirit of god helps our infirmities right so he's helping us what is the number one thing when it comes to temperance number one help speak to yourself and you just did i put my body I speak to you hear yourself talking even though paul was writing to others he was talking to himself directly self must have a voice he listens to that voice is called control you see when you want to listen to the old old radio we had this control how many of you know what i'm talking about it's not like our devices now smartphones that everything is digitized but those days you have to team control so that you can hear you have to bring some control to self to let him hear a certain news from your office that you are under control you must speak to yourself on what you are permitted to do and what you are not permitted to do speak to yourself or else yourself will follow a stranger's voice if you get up from your house and somebody the first person who meets you says i'm going i'm going to the market go with me and you and you are you're supposed to go to your office you see how your life will be very miserable and as you are going with the person to the market another person meets both of you and then he says i'm going to accra then he collects you from the other one he hands the, i mean that is your end 
but it is when you tell yourself and sometimes you are working with maybe a friend and you are forgotten yourself you are supposed to report somewhere then you say hey then say what's the matter I'm behind time i'm supposed to go i'll see you right in 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 in, 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 in tomorrow or something you are speaking to yourself it is that voice that redirected your path speak to yourself we should not speak to ourselves only in some hymns and spiritual songs we must speak to direct ourselves and control ourselves number two hold yourself the apostle said I keep under my body so he is speaking then he is holding himself I keep it like a goalkeeper I keep the goals and I bring it into subjection nobody can do that for you you are absolutely in charge of yourself because there is because there is no self-control people have to be disciplined hold yourself and sometimes you have to watch out not only in the times of adversity or crisis but time of prosperity the bible says, when riches increase set not your heart on them rich people are easily out of control they feel they are powerful They feel they can get anything they want. It's a temptation. Hold yourself. Abstain from every appearance of evil. Hold yourself in. Tuck in your shirt. That is a graphic picture I can give you. Hold yourself in. Don't let the shirt fly. Number three. The final thing so speak to yourself hold yourself see see yourself as somebody speak to yourself hold yourself then warm yourself what is that the same verse 27 lest that by any means when i have preached to others i myself should be a cast away he's warning himself sit yourself down and warn yourself like we are warning a child. Preaching is preaching. Self-control is self-control. That's what the apostle is saying. Anything I do for God is for God. What I do for myself is for myself. Speak to yourself. Hold yourself. Warn yourself. And with this, we have the resource of living the Christian life. Amen. Bow down your heads, be on your feet. Speak to the Lord.
Chulelo. Take my hands and leave them for I have not the strength to praise you nearly now. grace to hold ourselves in to be temperate as one that strives for mastery to speak to ourselves every day to hold ourselves every day and to warn ourselves every day for so an entrance shall be ministered unto us abundantly at the coming of the kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Lord, we can't afford to miss heaven. Sometimes we forget as a church, living and conducting ourselves as though everything is here. But he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Lord, for our own usefulness and fruitfulness here. And ultimately for our entrance into the eternal kingdom of our God without any strain Lord I'm asking that grace will abound towards every one of us to live in this Christian way of temperance I thank you, Lord, for answered prayer. I pray that so far all that we have learned, let it be compact in our spirits. May there not be any hole in space in our foundation of faith, in our virtue that we have added, and in the layer of knowledge too, and then in temperance. Let everything come together solid and strong that will be built up into useful, fruitful, strong, dynamic 
edifices for our God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for answered prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message today. Visit us on Facebook at GTTI page today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, the future belongs to us, we believe.